You didn't even wait until we got the show started to go ahead and start with your nonsense. Goodness. Welcome in to the G.I. Jake Show right here on Fan Run Radio, live in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios on a victorious Monday. Tennessee beats Vanderbilt. I have to talk like Vince McMahon there. Vanderbilt! Vanderbilt Commodores in their terrible gym. Tennessee gets the win. I think we opened up as a 13.5 point favorite. We did not cover. If that is the case, not happy about that. But the fact of the matter is, you're down five at halftime. You come back and get the win on the back of your star player. And the question I'm going to pose today is Dalton Connect, the best player to come through the University of Tennessee. That's going to be the question of the day. We want to hear from you, want to hear your opinion on that. 865-546-8200. Dalton Connect, once again, showing a dominant performance. 32 points in this one. Over his past six, he's averaging right at 32. He went 13-21 from the field, 3-7-3. The only thing that really bothered me from this weekend from Connect was his performance from the free throw line. Him and Jonas, uh, not a good performance from them at the free throw line. However, Dalton Connect also notched six rebounds, three assists, and guys, I mean, we're really watching. And oh, by the way, on the defensive side of the ball, people were talking about how you know he's not going to get you anything on the defensive end. The guy had three blocks. So the fact of the matter is, you're looking at a potential top ten draft pick right now. You are watching, probably in my opinion, the greatest basketball player that has come through the University of Tennessee. Now it is up for debate because I mean you're putting him up there with the likes of Chris Lofton. I think we can all agree he's probably better than Chris Lofton. But you also have to put him in the conversation of Allen Houston, Dale Ellis, Bernard King, Ernie Grunfeld, and many of the other greats that have come through Tennessee. Now, only a few of them had their jersey retired. We know that. Chris Lofton, Dale Ellis, Ernie, and Bernie. Now, what I think it would take for Dalton Connect to get that jersey retired, to see the number three hanging in the rafters, it, I think it would take a Final Four. I think it would take every bit of a Final Four, maybe an Elite Eight. But if he gets to the Final Four, and we know that this team has been carried on his back all year. That jersey deserves to go in the Raptors. Because this is a situation for Tennessee, this is essentially a one and done. Yes, he's a senior. Yes, he's played at two other schools. And you basically got his last his last year of eligibility, and you had to make the most of it. And I think Rick Barnes has done that. You know, we talked to Daniel a little bit on Friday about how an old dog can learn new tricks. And Rick Barnes learned to let him just play free, play his style of game, and it's carried us. It's carried us this entire season. I mean, we're getting 30-point performances, 39-point performances, 37 at the Dean Dome, which was still incredible in and of itself, the performance at Michigan, the performance at Wisconsin. I mean, you look at what he's done, and it's just incredible. I don't know if I've ever seen a player this dominant at the University of Tennessee. Now, people are going to bring up Grant. People are going to bring up Admiral. They both played well in their own way. They worked well as a team. But neither one of them really had to carry that team on their back. And something else you have to look at with those Grant and Admiral teams, they had a good supporting cast around them. When you throw in the likes of Jordan Bowden, Lamonte Turner, Jordan Bone, uh, Eve Pons had a little bit to do with that. Uh, Kyle Alexander was another one. I mean, you had really good pieces around you when you had that team assembled. And when I look at this, Jonas Adu, yes, he's playing exponentially better than what he has the past two. Zakai Ziegler, he's doing his job. He's doing what he's on the floor to do. Vescovy, he's kind of, you know, showed up in the past two games. That's all good. Jordan Ganey, 
doing the same. Another Jordan Ganey signing on Saturday, as a matter of fact. Josiah Jordan James is giving you nothing right now. He had four rebounds, that's it. He had the same amount of points as me on Saturday night. Jemiah Meshack, probably the most effective defense player you got on the floor. JP played five minutes, made a terrible foul, and got pulled. Freddie DeLeon played about 12 seconds, did something stupid, got pulled. Tobey Awaka only had six minutes in the game, picked up two fouls really, really quick, only had one rebound. Tennessee eventually gets the win, 75-62, to outscoring Vanderbilt 45-27 to in the second half after trailing by five at halftime. Brett, how are you, sir? Doing good. I've got a lot of pushback against you, if that's okay. Go ahead. So, what do you consider to be – I agree, he's been amazing. Now, he's played – how many games have they played so far this season? 19. Okay. And you're already saying he's the best to ever come through here? 100%. Okay. Are you we taking – so, is it just strictly Tennessee? Just Tennessee. Okay, because Bernard King's a Hall of Famer. Bernard King is a Hall of Famer. Yes, and Bernard both, King also both played a couple years. Both college and pro. Yes, but Bernard King also had more years here than what Dalton Connect is going to get. I'm speaking. I mean, solely, he, can't, he can't help that. He can't help that. I'm speaking solely off a talent perspective. Okay, well, and this is going to get into the probably the discussion of different. We'll need eras. we'll need some older callers, obviously, to help us out with uh, the oh, whole I, Bernard King because no, that's going to be the argument. Well, I fully expect Phil to call in. I fully expect someone to call in that wasn't even around for the Ernie and Bernie years to tell me the Ernie okay. and Bernie were better. But I but I also want to say like I want to pump the brakes. I'm not pumping because breaks. because he hasn't won anything yet. He's not won anything. Our yet. Our team hasn't won anything yet. Not yet. He's not won an SEC Player of the Year yet. He hasn't won but national. But he's going player to. The- but he's going to. Okay, but th- but I'm saying we've also seen him struggle. We have seen him struggle. He, he was also eight, hurt. He also scored eight points against Ole Miss. Yes. He cramped up in Maui. You know, yep. like he's he's had his limit. He's he struggled. Let's not like just his last six games have been unbelievable. I'm not going to sit here and deny that. Averaging like 29-30 in SEC plays, unbelievable. However you want to score it. But I also want to be play a little devil, devil's advocate yep. because we've seen this from players. Like we've seen a Grant and Admiral and guys go get you like games where they get you four or five games in a row, 25-plus. You know, and we, think we have, and we think we have the number one team in the country, and then we fall short. This kid's never been there. He's never had this media yeah. attention. He's he's on the level with, you know, I think he's better than Zach Eady. No doubt about that. He's going to be a better pro. Can he's everyone better. agree with that? Can we all agree that he's better than Zach Eady? Because some idiot on Twitter put that yeah. out yesterday that he was nowhere near as good as Zach Eady. The only thing Zach Eady is good at and better than Dalton Connect at is being a foot and a half taller than everyone that he's playing. I mean, he can't help that. He, he can't. can't. He can't no. help that. But what he is good at is dominating. He is. And if we play them tomorrow, they're going to be favorites against us because they do have him. Probably. Okay. Just like the Hunter Dickinson in Kansas would be already, favored against us. Right. Just like North Carolina would Connect once again be favored against us. Because what Connect didn't do against them was go to Lane because he was afraid he couldn't he can't finish at the basket against those guys. We haven't seen him against Tolu Smith. Did he go to the basket? No. He sat on the perimeter more. So I'm just saying, let's pump the brakes a little bit. I all agree, like he's been unbelievable. But let's relax a little bit. Okay? So Marcus. Know, Want to hear from you? I'd put him in top three contention for sure. Um, I think uh, who would be your top three? I think you put King, Connect, and Chris Lofton. You put Chris Lofton above Allen Houston and Dale Ellis. 
I, I love them both, but what Chris was able to do was incredible. Like, and maybe that's more based on the biases of me watching him play. Mm-hmm. Maybe that that adds to it. But Chris Lofton was absolutely incredible, and and it's a shame he didn't be able to make some damage in, in the NBA. But I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that his senior year he had testicular cancer, and you know. If you look at his senior year, he did not play as well, at least to the naked eye. It seemed like he didn't no, play as well as no. he was himself. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that he did have testicular cancer. Yeah. And there's just nothing you can do about that. I mean, we talk about stuff that you can't help all the time. You know, that's something that he could not help. But those first three years, I mean, we'd never seen anything like it. You watch a guy just pull up from 35 foot and just drain one yeah. over Kevin Durant. The guy was incredible. He was probably one of the most clutch players that's ever come through the University of Tennessee. Yeah, and there's no dis- disrespect to, you know – Houston or, or Ellis, it, I think to me it just comes down to, like I said, probably a mixture of biases from me having watched him play. But you know, he, he, like you mentioned, he was probably the most clutch player. He was the guy, kind of guy that you could put out there on the floor, like what Golden State has had from Steph Curry for so long, which is like, hey, we need a three, we need a basket. This is the guy I'm going to trust to get it done. So, uh, look, we've. It's nice to be able to say we've had so many good players come through here. Now, maybe not as many as other schools, but it's nice to have to have this kind of debate. So, can I ask? So, nineteen games of the season, you guys are ready to put him at the top. You're you're just saying like your eyes have seen. Yes, like I've best seen best enough. Best. Okay, all right. So, like, if it, we go out first round of the NCAA tournament, where is he? He's probably still the best player that's ever come through. Okay, here. does he still? Okay. It, the question would be, does he still hit thirty points? Like if he is like. 25 plus on a losing so effort or you're something talking like a kennedy chandler performance against michigan in which kennedy chandler is trying to carry this team on his back and he just can't yeah he didn't have anybody else around him that was going to help because that's not on him no because kennedy chandler let's call it like it is he played with a bunch of bums okay well i then i i agree then he's he's the best player i've seen yeah like skill wise like definitely like, the best player like, of our life if you want to go skill wise kenny chandler's as skilled as anybody i've seen on the basketball court at ut he had the fastest first step he's he might have had a faster first step than jordan bone that and he's he's more he's more gifted than Grant Admiral all yep. those guys. He just happened to be five foot ten. What we're saying about Zach Eady, yeah, you know, like if Kennedy Chandler is connects, if height, he's six foot three, yeah, he doesn't even have to be connects height. He could be six foot two, six foot three, and he goes to the NBA as a guard, as a point guard. It's and he's hard. probably still playing in the NBA instead of you know stealing money from the Memphis Grizzlies right. like he is yeah. right now, which exactly. that's not his fault. Yeah. Uh, Jack, your opinion, Dalton Connect. Is he the best? Is he not the best? Yeah, so I've really only seen uh, Grant and um, Dalton because I was about six years old for Chris Lofton's uh, senior year. But um, I'd still give it to Grant just because he's had the longer career at UT. Mm -hmm. But in terms of players, like, yeah, Dalton just has it all compared to everybody else. He can score Mm -hmm. score at the rim. He has the middies. He's got the three. He's, and he apparently can play defense. Three blocks? That was insane. That's pretty incredible. That was awesome. Call, yeah. Go ahead and call him a midi magician. Let's go ahead and get to the phone since they're piling up right now. Let's get Phil in here first. What do you say, Philly? What do you say, Jack Snake? Philly! Well, talking about Dalton Connick, huh? I mean, he's the talk of the town. Mm-hmm. Phil, he's the best player in my lifetime, without a doubt. I know that. Well, yeah, for one year, he probably is. Uh, mm-hmm. He's, the, he's probably the most talented offensive player at UT since Bernard King. There you have it. The yeah. most talented offensive player since Bernard King. And Phil's seen a lot of basketball over there. Phil has yeah. seen – I mean, you go back to Ray Mears, don't you, Phil? Yeah. 
So Ray Mears, really? Don DeVoe, all those guys. Wade Houston. I was Houston. in school there when Bernard King and Ernie were doing their thing. Wow. And now there's no doubt Bernard King's best ever lace. I think Dale Ellis is the second best player in Tennessee history. But uh He's a pro. Ellis played four years. Bernard just played three. When you know he he was one of those one of the juniors. He went up straight. To, of course, if Bernard King played now, he'd be here one and done. Yeah, he probably wouldn't even go go to college. Yeah, I mean, and that was during a time too. I mean, you got to think the greatest basketball player ever, Michael Jordan, played three years in college. Yeah, that's part of what made him a good player by doing that. It could have. I mean, that's part of the problem you see with a lot of these guys in the NBA now, Phil. They don't have. I don't know if it's, they've just not been open to coaching or if they've just been gaslit their whole life. I mean, you've been around it just as much as I have. And, you know, seeing the guys, everyone's telling them, oh, you're the greatest thing ever. You're the next Allen Iverson. You're the next Michael Jordan. You're the next LeBron. You're the next Tim Duncan. You're the next Shaq, whoever it may be. And they just – I don't know if they just don't take to it. I don't know what their problem is. But the way I see it, you know, there's a lot of kids that probably should have that second or third year in college. But – they see the money and they jump. I'll, I'll I'll more cement him after this week because this is the week. What if you he got go, a good, what if he goes up to Rupp? Good South Carolina team coming in yes. here that beat Kentucky, and then you got to go to Rupp with pro players on that court. Yeah, I mean Reed uh, Shepard's now projected. They got three Reed, guys in the top fifteen because right now. His, his his games. Yeah, I mean you score thirty five points, you score thirty five points. Yeah, there's no doubt doubt about that. But the level of competition is not what he's going to see this week. Okay. I did see him score eight against Ole Miss. And I did see him score six and two, and and kind of struggled. Mount, do what? He was hurt then. Hit that bang, bum ankle. Okay. What if he goes up to Kentucky though and drops forty? Well, I don't think oh, that's going to happen. Gonna the, happen yeah. but, I'd love to see him. You know, do it, I'll just take uh, a lead us to a victory. That's all I care about against Kentucky. <laughs> you know, just I just you know he's been unbelievable. There's no doubt about it. So. Without him, though, we're probably a bubble team. That's the, the reality of it. Because really, you talk about uh, uh, who uh, who was you talked about had a, a bad supporting cast around him. A uh, good supporting cast was, uh, or the bad supporting cast was Kennedy Chandler. Kennedy Chandler. Well, uh, this supporting cast is not not oh, much better this, than the one that Kennedy Chandler had. It's the same team as last year, and what did we go? We went Sweet Sixteen. So you can't say they're a bubble team. They're the same team, right? No, you don't have a Rose. You don't have Kumwa. And I'm okay, glad they're okay. Well, easy. Now. And I'm damn glad they're uh, gone. I'm just saying, like we we can't say they're a bubble team. They're an NCAA tournament team for sure. They're just having to play <laughs> differently. Well, you can live in your fantasy all you want to. You're dunking in off this roster. We we'd be in serious trouble right now. We wouldn't be top twenty-five team. I mean, if you take Dalton Connect off this team, I think we we very well might be right outside the top twenty-five, if not even further back. And we'd be fighting for a spot in the NCAA well, tournament. He, we'd be one of the top teams. Team, he'd have to play DeLeon and uh, and uh, Estrella more. Well, Estrella, because, well, even though they make mistakes, the, the, you can see those guys are are immense talents. Well, I mean, and Estrella, he made one mistake. He had that bad foul down there underneath the basket, and Barnes pulled him. Freddie DeLeon, he played, I think, every bit of twelve seconds. And he got with DeLeon is Ganey starting to play better again. Yeah, that's so you problem. can't you can't. You can't. If Ganey's going to be making shots, you got to have him out on the floor over DeLeon. Okay, whatever you say. You're the expert, ain't you? <laughs> he is a basketball expert. <laughs> hey, you call us, Phil. 
Hey. Now guys, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the, the, the choke job by Detroit yesterday. Mm. I'd say that not kicking that field goal, that was the beginning of the end of, of Detroit yesterday. It was. I mean, they had a chance to go up 17. And, I mean, if you're in field goal range and you're in a game like that, you have to kick the field goal. You have to do it. I don't care what analytics are out there. Analytics don't win you ball games. Wait, are you saying this is like this okay, is it for them? This was their one chance and they're done. I don't know if it, their window is closed, but because it's not, it's not closed. No, but you still got Dan Campbell as your coach, who's a heck of a coach. You still got probably the best running back duo in the NFL with Jameer Gibbs and Dave, uh, and uh, Montgomery or whatever his name yes. is. You still have Amon Ross St. Brown. You still have Sam Laporta, who's about to be. Uh, top three tight end after just a rookie year. Your O-line is still intact for the most part. You might have to pick up a couple pieces depending on free agency. And your defense is still an animal. You just need a little bit uh, extra help in the secondary. And you're in a division where it's still hot garbage. You still Packers have, are good. Yeah, but they'll, uh, they're will they good. But th- I think they might be better than Lions next year. Stop. Stop that. You right take, you're taking Hendon Hooker or Jordan Love moving forward. I rest my case. Uh, Jordan Love isn't going to be the guy. No. We saw what he was against the Guys, look, look what happened. The Atlanta Falcons choked against uh, the England. They were never the same again. They were a young team at that time. You look at that now. Mm-hmm. We, also saw, we also saw the week before teams lost games because of their kicker. So who's to say they wouldn't make that kick in that situation? And the Lions, that's what they did all season. They, he didn't change from what he – he even said in his press conference, I don't regret anything I did in that game. He yeah, didn't. Jared Goff didn't make the throw. He trusted the quarterback. The he guy didn't no. make the throw. The guy didn't make the catch. Here, here's where you're wrong, Phil. He won't be fired because he's done something that nobody has done in years. He took him to an NFC championship. This, this man has been given a leash. Like close. <laughs> <laughs> One more thing. Put it in your pot, Marcus. Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL. See you. <laughs> he threw one touchdown. I would like to point out they have done the stats. He per, was so good yesterday. The you stats can't say that. per 40 minutes in college basketball, Dalton Connect through 19 games, per 40 minutes is averaging 26.9 points per game. Yeah, right at 30 for SEC play, I think. And that was an eight-point game against yes. Ole Miss. And when he was at Northern Colorado, the points per game, he was averaging, I think, and these right at 20. And now, like when you look at that, when you break it down per 40 minutes at Colorado or Northern Colorado, it was 22.9. At Tennessee, it is 26.9. That is insane. Well, and like people want to say, this Antonio Reeves is in the conversation for SEC play. Oh, stop. Yeah. Stop He's averaging it. 20 in SEC play. And they have a common opponent. Connect goes for 37 against Carolina. What – Reeves do nine. Yeah. I just like to also point out real quick before we move on. Uh Mississippi State took down Auburn, yep. which mm-hmm. makes that loss look a lot better now. So they still have four losses though. It still looks no, bad, a little no, bad. No, I know, You're a little frustrated like, by you, that when one. When you but... see who they've beat, oh, yeah. you go, okay, well and and they weren't too far behind. It doesn't look Alabama. as bad because that was a bad loss at the time. Yeah, right. It, it looked like a bad yeah, loss. But I think least. by the end of the year, the way that they're playing right now. No, they're they're an NCAA tournament team, I think. This definitely gives yeah. us a, a better boost where it's like still not our best loss, but it's not as bad as it looked before. No. No. Let's keep things tomorrow. rolling. Yeah. Daniel, 
is next. What's up, Daniel? Can we stop this narrative that without Don Connect we would be a bubble team? I mean, this is the same team that went to the Sweet 16 last year, minus yeah. Olivier Cumois, who literally was a, was was a fart in the wind, and uh, Euros Plus, that was a that was a that was a bona fide uh, wrestler. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying, Daniel. Yeah, I mean, we're a good team. We have a I great mean, player. We have, but we're still a good team. I don't think we'd be a top 25 team. Yes, we would. We were last year. I don't think stop. we would be. Okay, go ahead, Daniel. Sorry. It's, without Dalton Connect, we have a super senior. We have two super seniors. Mm-hmm. We got probably the most underrated uh, point guard in the nation. Mm-hmm. We would be just fine. Besco and Triple J and all those guys would know they'd have to pick up and score more. That was the problem early on. I think that, that Besco uh, wanted to, to, to be what he was, but mm-hmm. he didn't have to because he had Dalton Connect sitting there going off, and he is the best player in the country. Zach Eady can, uh, can take a back seat, mm-hmm. uh, like, and just like the Purdue Boilermakers always do, they can suck it up in March because <laughs> that's what they do because they're the perennial uh, over most over – they are Penn State in college football. Yeah, they really yeah, are. They, they, they college are. basketball. You're right. They really are. Absolutely the most overrated team year in, year out. And Zach Eady is – I mean, yeah, like you said, if we ran up against them today, they, they'd be favorite because they already beat us. Mm-hmm. But Dalton Connect is the best player in the country, and I would put him only second behind Bernard King. And the only reason why I put him ahead of of, of, of what um, Chris Lofton did, because Chris Lofton absolutely changed the way we we play basketball in Knoxville. I mean, he, he was did. the guy. I mean, the shot over Durant. I mean, con- the reason why Dalton Connect is up there is because if we're all about eye test sports, mm-hmm. right? So, like Antonio Antonio Richardson got got, got drafted because of. Because of his eye test, because of his arm, and that's what Joe Milton, yeah, yeah, Richardson, yeah. They they all eye test. Dalton Connect passes the eye test, like you're saying, um, Jake. The dude looks like whether he is um, a lottery pick, he looks like a lottery pick. Yeah, I mean, he squares these guys up. He he breaks them down. He he can he can score at three levels of. Uh, he can mid range, long range, and at the rim. The guy passes every eye test. And he's just getting better. We're watching him get better at the at like and like the SEC is the second best basketball conference in the nation right now, and he's doing it on a consistent basis. I mean, that guy. I and listen. Whatever happens in March happens. I am appreciating what Dalton Connect has brought to Tennessee, and I'm loving it. I am absolutely. I'm drinking his bathwater, boys. I mean, we're right there with you. I mean, and one of the things that impresses me the most is his. What's the best way to describe it? His intangibles on the court. This is a guy I watched go probably jump right in front of the foul line, was going to the rim. And it's like the guy jumps in slow motion. Changes hands midair. Like he had his mind made up he was going to go in with his right. No, he's going to switch it to the left, laying in with his left hand. I've watched the guy throw down some just monstrous dunks, just go over top of people and just yam on them because it's yam time for Dalton Connect. I've watched this guy be able to shoot it from mid-range, a midi magician. I've watched him shoot it from the three at a pretty efficient clip, might I add. And not to mention, he is not afraid to go to the rack. That's something you're not getting with Josiah Jordan-James right now. Everybody saw on Saturday the pass that went inside. He had a chance to go up for the layup, if not dunk it, and he just dishes the ball right back out. Dalton Connect is not afraid to do what Josiah Jordan-James is afraid to do. Well, and we need to get Josiah out of our minds. He's about 
sixth, seventh option on this team right now. He is, and there's a You're reason for get, that. He might go eight straight and not score. He and very I'm well fine might. with that because yeah. he's giving you other things. Well, he is, but I mean, the thing is, I mean, Mayshack's giving you more. And the top of the conversation, you know, still, Dalton Connect, is he the greatest player in Tennessee history? In my lifetime, yes. In my lifetime, absolutely, okay. it's not even close. Now, do we do it? Do we put him in the category of the best of all time? I think he's in the conversation. We're going to compare stats here in a few minutes. Yeah, once we go to break and whatnot. But Daniel, I really do think I think you got to at least put him up there with the best of our lifetime, if not the best. I think you, I think you have to. I, and I'll, I'll say this much about Allen Houston: he's going to get um, a lot of love, but he's not going to get the love of, of of one of the elite of one of. The, I, I think I think he surpasses connects surpasses Allen Houston because of the era he played in. He played in an era when it was was a bygone era. It was it was kind of a tough era for him to. I don't think you can put Grant in the same conversation because Grant Connect impacts the game differently than than, than Grant did. At, Grant was 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 such a team and 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 Connect's a team team player as well. But when he gets that ball, man, he gets that look in his eye, and that dude is going to. I cannot wait to see what he does against the Kentucky Wildcats Saturday. I can't wait. I love that franchise. I love that university. I hate their colors. I hate their school. <laughs> I hate the way they look. I hate the. I hate. I mean, and their and their math breathing fans. Uh, there's 25 miles in Middlesbrough that hasn't ever been to a <laughs> has never been to a ball game before in their life. But yet they're but they're go big blue. I can't even stand go big blue. Oh, I hate them. Hey Daniel, how them. about that fake coal miner they sent to that basketball game? Oh, why couldn't he take a bath? <laughs> Daniel, he came from the coal mine. Daniel, what is one of my rules for being on this show? You got to be. Uh, you cannot stink. You can't do it. Hey, my my papa uh, worked in the coal mines. He wasn't going to no ball game. Hey, Dan- he Daniel, can I? Under- D- Daniel, can I ask you? Like, so we're just stri- strictly talking basketball. Nothing else. No team success. Nothing. Like nineteen games in, he's second best ever for you. Like you don't yeah. need to see the rest of the season. Like if he sucks the rest of the season. You're, you're fine with it. Saying he's the second best you've ever seen. Yeah, because that that would be you know that'd be very hyperbolic to say that he doesn't he doesn't he, he's getting better. So he is. Yeah, I agree. So I, I I so there's what he's done at this point. I mean he's he's averaging thirty points per yeah. game in in call in, in in conference play. Right. And I mean we've not played we played. I mean Vanderbilt was was garbage, but we've played some formidable opponents, and he's. He's shown out. I, yeah, he was kind of lost in the yeah. uh, in the Tolu Smith game, like you all mentioned, but um, yeah. against Mississippi State. But I don't know. I just I, I've seen enough, and the, he passes the eye test. If the eye test matters. Yeah, matters. I agree. And the yeah. guy, the guy impacts the game better than any ball that I've seen since Chris Lofton. Yeah, I agree. You're right. Yep. Um, one quick thing as at the door on that whole thing with uh, with the line, you can't. Skip out on points, guys, especially in a championship game. And I'll, and I'll agree with Dan Campbell. I think their window is gone. The Patriots and the Chiefs are the exception to the rule about getting there and getting there often. Not many teams get there often like that. So you got to take advantage of the opportunities when they're there and the line's dead, and it's, it's a shame. But uh, go balls and hope we get a win tomorrow night. Y'all have a good one. I hey, appreciate the phone Thanks call, Daniel. Man. Stay with us. The G.I. Jake Show marches on right here on Fan Run Radio. Making a better vodka soda ain't rocket science. You just gotta start with a better vodka. 
and then voila, you get White Claw Vodka Soda. Your taste buds are about to get a PhD in deliciousness. JB Smooth only drinks vodka soda made with the world's smoothest vodka. Try the all-new White Claw Vodka Soda. Pick up a variety pack of their four delicious flavors. Only 100 calories, 4.5% alcohol, and 2 grams of sugar. White Claw Vodka Soda. Please drink responsibly. Are you ready to elevate your driving experience? Then you need to head over to your hometown dealership, Parkside Kia, home of the lifetime warranty. Discover the latest Kia cars and SUVs where technology meets style. Our friendly staff is here to make your car buying experience a breeze. Don't wait. Visit Parkside Kia today and drive home in the Kia of your dreams. Check them out online at parksidekia.com and visit their showroom at 9929 Parkside Drive. Parkside Kia, where your journey begins. Rogers Utility Solutions, a division of Rogers Hydrant Service, is a family-run Tennessee-based business since 2015. Now serving municipalities and residences in 14 states, Rogers offers fire hydrant flow testing, distribution flushing, and maintenance programs in accordance with ISO standards. Rogers also offers hydrant repair and installation, and they have the capability of repairing hydrants under pressure. For more information on Rogers' new sewer maintenance program, complete with mapping, cleaning, and camera inspecting, visit rogershydrantservice.com. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, if I'm being honest, that was me. Just a downright irresponsible and plain bad coach. Then, SM Athletics changed the game. I want you to picture this. I walk into their store, a coach with a vision. SM Athletics didn't just see a coach. They saw a team's potential. And they delivered custom uniforms so striking. Our team's spirit soared. From cutting-edge apparel to top-notch equipment, SM Athletics transformed our presence. No more unreliable online orders or envying the other team's style. SM Athletics stands for quality, design, and on-time delivery every time. Coaches, elevate your team with SM Athletics. Call 865 966-3434 or visit smathletics.com. Get the best for your team. Delivered right and on time. So, elevate your team's game by contacting SM Athletics today. They are our love bugs and companions. They are our pets, our family, and they make life better. When we face unexpected challenges, so do our pets. That's why we're on a mission to support people and their pets. Whether donating a bag of kibble, sharing an Instagram post of a lost cat, or welcoming a foster pet into your home, every bit of kindness counts. Visit petsandpeopletogether.org to learn how to be a helper in your community. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Back here on the G.I. Jake Show right here on Fan Run Radio 105.7 FM, 1340 AM on your free Fan Run Radio app and the new FanRunRadio.com. Got every bit of information you would ever need about this radio station on that website. Do I need to submit like a photo with like my arms crossed? Like no. That kind of thing? No. You need to sit behind that desk. You need to push buttons and answer the phones and get me Roberto. That's what you need to do. Roberto is next. What do you say, Berto? Bruno! Oh, man. Uh, what a great day to be alive and well in East Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic. I said it the other night, and it just – it's so fun to be – I'm starting to believe Tennessee might be the it school. You think so? 
I mean, we're definitely the it school in baseball. Everybody wants to be us. Yes. Everybody wants the handsome, awesome coach that's going to lead us to national championships. Everybody, you know, wants the seasoned old veteran coach that wins and is a Hall of Famer with the best basketball player in college on their team. Mm-hmm. You know, we're the. It, I mean, everybody wants to. I mean, Nico, all the five stars we've been getting, they all want to play for Josh Heupel and the innovative offense. It's just kind of fun to be the it school guys. I mean, nobody's um, going to deny that. I mean, it it is fun being the school that everyone I think wants. Softball's like number one in the country preseason. Uh, yeah, we forget like about that. them. Yeah, yeah. Um, we just get the women's basketball team in the right uh, direction. They don't need to, they don't need to be. In the, we we don't even need to discuss that right now. Yeah. God. Let's just, yeah. And move Let's on. Like vibe. How about that Connect guy? My vibe. <laughs> so, um, you know, but Dalton Connect, anybody who has anything to say, it's going, here's my prediction. We're about to get the reverse Peyton Manning effect on this. And he's going to be National Player of the Year because everybody's going to get sick and damn tired of talking about Zach Eady. They've talked about him for two freaking years. Yes. Mm-hmm. And all these voters are going to say, I'm done with this crap. I'm voting for somebody else. I mean, if you just do – if you just watch their games, there's no question. Zach Eady may be the most dominant player in college basketball, but but it's because he's 7-4. Yeah, and that, no that's the only thing he's better at Dalton Connect him. at is height. That is the only thing in which he is better at basketball at than Dalton Connect. Might be better around the room. Well, he's a better <laughs> rebounder because he's seven foot four. Yes, that's the only reason. Absolutely nothing else about his game intrigues me more than what Dalton Connect does. Dalton Connect, right now, like I've said, I really do believe he's probably the best player in college basketball. No, he's he definitely really, he the best is. Tennessee basketball player of my lifetime, and that's why he's going to be in a lot of people's top three all time. Yeah, yeah I mean – in my lifetime, I mean, I've seen Allen Houston play. Uh, I remember Allen Houston playing. I know you guys are all too young to really remember that. I remember it. I remember was, NBA yeah, Allen Houston is what I remember. Okay, and he was he, he was, was you know he's a fringe yeah. Hall of Famer in the NBA. He's yeah. a yeah. he had a fringe Hall of Fame NBA career until he got hurt. He was yeah, about twenty a game in the he, league. Still, that's fringy. Yeah. But in that By day and age, standards. like 20 a game against those defenses and the way they could play back then, that's I mean, pretty you were good. the East, you were playing for the Knicks. Look yeah. at who you had to go up against. Yeah. No. Yeah, but also, Dalton Connect, I, it would be so cool if he got to hang his jersey in the rafters here. But he's going to have to meet three of those standards. One of them's going to have to be SEC Player of the Year, no doubt. One of them may have to be win a national championship, which I don't know if that's going to happen. So the other one would be National Player of the Year, you know. Have they even so, talked about retiring Grant's number? Have they talked about doing that? I mean, he's a two-time SEC player. Yeah, he they don't even mention be it. there. Yeah, but he didn't. He didn't meet all the standards. What, he doesn't what? hold any Tennessee. He doesn't hold any University of Tennessee records or national or conference. And that's the that's the one that. Well, that's what Connect's gonna have to get then, right? Because he has yeah. no chance of getting anything else. He's got to get National Player of the Year, right? To get or his number in the rafters. Or a national yeah, championship. Yeah. It's one okay. of those two. Yeah, yeah. To put him over the three number. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, again, I, it, it's just great to have a guy that – man, did you listen to him on the, uh, with Darinoka after the game? He, like, loves it here. Yeah. He genuinely <laughs> wants to be here. 
how great is it to have your absolute star not talking about themselves at all? And yeah. everything, the first thing out of his mouth is team. The second thing out of his mouth is where he lives, where he's getting to play. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, look at the players after the and, game, too, watching the press conference. They were all wanting to see his reaction. Oh, it's hilarious. Man. They love him, too. How cool is that? And former that players not only came to watch Andy. Yeah. I mean, he's beloved. Yeah. He's beloved by his teammates. You can tell. They love razzing him, and he takes it all in stride. And they love it's getting really the ball cool to, to him. Watch. That's what? nothing. They're not selfish around no. him. They want to get him no, the ball no, no. because they want to watch him well, do incredible things. They realize he's the best player in the country. That's <laughs> yeah. what happened. Yeah. Everybody wondered what, what, what's become different in the last five games. His teammates go, holy you-know-what, this guy's the best player in college basketball. If we want to win, we need to get him the ball. Yes. Yeah. Like, like as much game. as possible. Yeah. Um, and good for them. Good for them and their yeah. humility. And actually, he's made them all better. Mm-hmm. Every one of those guys is playing better because he's playing at such an elite level, too. Agreed. Well, and that's another. Because Jonas Adu, you saw uh, Kim Palms uh, three weeks in SEC, uh, you know, uh, first team all SEC, didn't you? Because he re ranks it every three weeks. Mm-hmm. Jonas Adu is their starting center, first team all SEC wow. currently. I mean, that's the sign of a yeah, good player. He deserves it. When you bring a guy in and he makes everybody around him better, that should be your sign right there that he yep. is the best player in the country. Well, I know I'm, I've taken up a lot of time, and, guys, I'm grateful for it. I uh, probably won't be talking to you much the rest of the week. I'm going out of town with the kiddos. But I wanted to also weigh in on one thing I saw on the Internet. Connor Aguera, I know you guys know who that is. Mm-hmm. Did you see he put out his list of coaches ranked in the SEC today? No. He ranked Heupel behind Mark Stoops. Do what? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I said. I was like, I was like, okay, like Brian Kelly, okay, you know, uh, obviously Kirby Smart. I mean, okay, fine, sure. He's probably not as good as those guys. And then it's like you get down, and it's like, okay. Lane Kiffin probably is a better coach, maybe. I mean, he's close. And you're you're kind of scrolling down the list, and then you go, what? Like you're, Mark, Mark Stoops. Like, you're you're dead serious right now. You're not even joking. I've got the list. No, no, right. I've yeah, got it right I'll, here. I'll retweet yeah. it to you guys so you can go look it up. But but the one thing that popped to me on that was that I think a lot, a lot, Eli Drinkwitz ought to be ahead of Stoops as well. I mean, Eli Drinkwitz, we, we call him Dorkowitz, and we call him all the horrible names. He's not a terrible basketball coach. Excuse me, a terrible football coach. The dude just, pl- just finished in the believe- top ten. Do what? The dude just finished in the top ten, and he's probably going to have another good year next year, considering their schedule. With a team is so easy. should not have been a top ten team. No. And and again, it's just ridiculous. And and this is my I suppose this and bring it up to you guys to ask it and tell it at the same time. I think Mark Stoops is one of those coaches that is just an absolute – everybody's opinion of him is so high because he, he marks eight to ten games a year he wins. But then you look at their schedule and realize they play trash. It's just awful. They literally play a max schedule. Yes. They play my alma mater, if that says anything. It really says Stoops has two of his SEC victories, 35 victories, came against teams that finished with a winning record in conference play. Two. Uh, 2017 two. South Carolina and 2018 yep. versus Florida. Those are his only yep. two victories against the winning team in conference play. Like I guess they're putting him there because he owns Florida. 
I mean, maybe, maybe I don't know, but maybe maybe, maybe this. I don't know. Yeah, it's well, crazy. you know. Well, my question here, I got another one for you. Why is Sarkeesian behind Kiffin if Sarkeesian has proven that he can lead a team to the college football playoff and Lane Kiffin can can't win the big one? All is because he's not been in the SEC. Yeah. I mean, this this is true, but I mean, he did at least lead a team to the college football playoff. Lane Kiffin has yet oh, to I mean, do that. I mean, Sarkeesian's a better coach than Lane Kiffin. Yes, I agree. I, I, I do agree with that, but I can't I can't argue, you know, it, that okay, 4 and 4A. I mean, okay. I think they're pretty pretty spot on in the top five, but after that, yeah. it's, it's a little. A I wish little you didn't wonky, show us think, that. <laughs> That's crazy, I mean, man. That is crazy. I mean, the fact of the matter is, I mean, you look at Josh Heupel versus Mark Stoops head to head, forty-five to forty-two in year one. Just a straight up ass whipping a forty-four Mark to six Stoops in year two, from, yeah. and then in year three, another win. Josh Heupel has not lost to Mark Stoops. Why is Mark Stoops ahead of Josh Heupel? Because Mark Stoops, but he doesn't even have more wins since he's in the three years he's been here, and the three and the three years at Mark Stoops equivalent years in the same years, Mark Stoops doesn't even have as many wins as Heupel. None of it makes any sense. I saw it earlier. I just wanted to bring it up, and I'm glad it did what I thought it would did, which was piss Gi Jake off. I love you boys. <laughs> you have a great day. I hey, appreciate the phone call, man. Stay with us. Final segment, hour number one, coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. White Claw is taking hard seltzer to new heights with White Claw Surge. At 8% alcohol, White Claw Surge is a stronger wave of refreshment that doesn't compromise on taste. Available in four bold waves of flavor like ripe blackberry, citrusy blood orange, zesty natural lime, and tart cranberry. Check out your favorite retailer in-store and online for the White Claw Surge Variety 12-pack and 16-ounce single-serve cans. White Claw Surge, please drink responsibly. Is your home's exterior in need of a makeover? If so, it's time to call North Knox Siding and Windows. Transform your home's curb appeal with premium siding options. From classic to modern styles, they've got something to suit every taste. Upgrade to energy efficient windows that'll keep your home comfortable all year round while saving you money on your energy bills. North Knox Siding and Windows, get ready to fall in love with your home all over again. Online at North Knox Siding and Windows, Are you ready to elevate your driving experience? Then you need to head over to your hometown dealership, Parkside Kia, home of the lifetime warranty. Discover the latest Kia cars and SUVs where technology meets style. Our friendly staff is here to make your car buying experience a breeze. Don't wait. Visit Parkside Kia today and drive home in the Kia of your dreams. Check them out online at parksidekia.com and visit their showroom at 9929 Parkside Drive. Parkside Kia where your journey begins. Are you tired of looking at that piece of furniture that is wore down but you don't want to get rid of it? Go see our friends at Sun Upholstery and Fabric. Locally and family owned and operated with over 67 years of combined experience. Located at 8913 Oak Ridge Highway. Give them a call today at 865-237-3272 or visit them online at fabricsun.com. That's fabricsun.com and be sure to tell Stan that you heard about him right here on Fan Run Radio. Are you ready to make your dream home a reality? Hi, I'm Bo Kregner, and here at the Kregner Group at Realty Executives, we know that finding the perfect home is more than just a transaction. It's about finding your sanctuary, your future, your happiness. Our team is dedicated to guiding you every step of the way, ensuring a smooth and stress-free journey towards home ownership. 
Whether you're buying, selling, or investing, we're here to help. Call me anytime at 865-742-1035 or just visit us online at bonoshouses.com. Rogers Utility Solutions, a division of Rogers Hydrant Service, is a family-run Tennessee-based business since 2015. Now serving municipalities and residences in 14 states, Rogers offers fire hydrant flow testing, distribution flushing, and maintenance programs in accordance with ISO standards. Rogers also offers hydrant repair and installation, and they have the capability of repairing hydrants under pressure. For more information on Rogers new sewer maintenance program complete with mapping cleaning and camera inspecting visit rogershydrantservice.com i'm vanilla baby i'll choke you but i ain't no killer baby she's 28 telling me i'm still a baby i get love in the back here on the gi jake show final segment of hour number one guys if you have that piece of furniture that's wore down and you don't want to get rid of it you need to go see our friends Sun Upholstery and Fabric over on Oak Ridge Highway. Give them a call today. Visit them online at fabricsun.com, fabricsun.com. Be sure to tell Stan. Heard about him right here on Fan Run Radio. So getting more into this discussion, more people are calling, you know, the people that we've talked to and some of the responses I'm getting on Twitter and Facebook that Dalton Connect is the best player in their lifetime. Now, a lot of people, you know, obviously we're not around. Four. Four. Bernard King for Ernie Grunfeld. And in our cases, you know, I don't know, you know, Dale Ellis. I don't think any of us were around for Dale Ellis. Right. You were around, yeah. you were around for Allen Houston. Yeah, Allen Houston. Yeah. I was eight, nine years old. And was. I was around for Chris Lofton. Marcus was around for Chris Lofton. Jack, you might have been a little, little young for Chris Lofton. Yes. But in my lifetime, your best players, uh, number one for me is Dalton Connect. Number two, Probably Chris Lofton. Number three, I think you got to throw Wayne Chisholm, Tyler Smith, Ron Slay. I mean, this like I'd have to look at it, but like these guys just wowed me as as a youngster. You know, yeah. Growing up, Ron Slay, Vincent Yarbrough, Marcus Hayslip, Tony Harris was a great point guard back in the day. And you keep going down the list, you know, through the Buzz Peterson years, that was just a hard time for Tennessee basketball. And then Bruce gets here, and then you have the likes of, you know. Duke Cruz came through for Mar Smith. We all know what happened there. But then you also have to look at other guys like Wayne Chisholm and guys like that. Yeah. You know, Andre Patterson, Major Wingate, Dane Bradshaw. Was he the best player on the court at the time? No. But Dane Bradshaw would come up in big moments. I Dane Bradshaw owns Florida. Dane Bradshaw owns Florida. And I think we could all agree with that. Chuck has chimed in. Says, unfortunately, a short career at Tennessee for Dalton Connect. He said, I think maybe Bernard King would be considered the best. Bernard is one of only two players to win the SEC Player of the Year three times in a row. The other was Pistol Pete. He was also 5-0 and as a starter against Kentucky. Chuck coming in with Say, a nice stat there. When I hear best basketball player, I also want to make the team better, too. And he does that as well. Uh, he draws double teams, things like that. It's, it's had... It's caused uh, Adu to have his career year, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. So I just wonder. I've seen guys with lesser talent around him carry, like, uplift a team. Right? Can I see? And I'm never going to be able to see that. Like, connects on a very good team. This team was a Sweet right. Sixteen team last year. Well, we've also seen it before, and you know, Jack Marcus, feel free to chime in here. But we've also seen it, you know, not just at the collegiate level, but the professional level as well in the NBA. You know, what happened to LeBron his first year out in L.A. 
I mean, let's call this like it is. He played with a bunch of bums. You know, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram. Who else was on that team? I mean, literally just a bunch Julius of just – Randall, I think he played with for a bit. Yeah, I mean, the thing is it was just a bunch of slop. Lance Stevenson, I think, played on that team for a little bit. And when you're the number one pick, you're going to go play with slop, though. You are. <laughs> you know, like, Connect went in a good situation. I think he chose the situation as well. Mm-hmm. He chose the coach. He chose the team. Mm-hmm. You know, he – I mean, he probably had his pick of a poison. I mean, a lot of coaches didn't know about him, though. I mean, mm-hmm. they've admitted to it. Like, in some of the broadcasts, like the Alabama coach was like, I wish I had known about this kid. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's crazy. Like, Well, the thing is, like, we didn't know much about him. No. I mean, let's call that like it is. I think you can remember when we first started talking about the guy. Yeah. Because Adam Hickman and I were at lunch one day, and I was like, what are we looking at here? And then we pull up his YouTube video of his highlights. Yeah. And it's just incredible. And I pulled it up back here on the TV for Davis and Matthew. I was like, okay, well, let's see what this kid's about. And we saw that tomahawk jam from the foul line. And it was like, oh, my God. Like It was like we discovered fire. Well, and then he does the move against Michigan State in this first scrimmage. Yes. Of his first kind of game I mean, for Tennessee. Was, it was yam time, game one. Yeah. The guy's not afraid to go to the rack. And he's getting confidence. I think he lost his confidence for a bit. Maybe it was the ankle. Maybe it was just he had to figure out how guys were defending him. They were much more physical, much more athletic. Well, too. and then we had the conversation, too. You guys remember this. You know, guys like Polish Joe were calling in, and a lot of people were texting me, DMing me on Twitter, on Facebook. And it's like, has Barnes coached the dog out of him? And I'm like, I don't think we're there yet. Now, if we would have gotten to conference play, if we'd have been at this point and he was only averaging like nine, ten points a game, then you could make that argument. But right now, with the way he's playing, this, I mean, we talked about it, you know, you heard me talk about it all through the fall, Mm -hmm. that this team is constructed to be a Final Four roster. And right now, I look at this, this is a Final Four team. We just have to get there. You know what March is going to throw at you. You know that nothing is predictable when it comes to March. Yep. Rick Barnes is going to have to get better at in-game adjustments when it comes well, time to March. He shouldn't have to. He hey, shouldn't have to ball, now. Give the ball to this kid. I mean, that's – Clear out. How do you think the They double. Would... Hey, Vescovy, knock down a shot. I mean, these guys are going to get open looks. They just got to be ready to knock them down. How do you think the Celtics won championships 14, 15, and 16? Give the ball to Larry Bird, get out of his way. Right. How do you think the Bulls won those championships in the 90s? Get the ball to Jordan, get out of his way. How do you think the Miami Heat, Cleveland Cavaliers, and the Los Angeles Lakers won those championships? Get the ball to LeBron James, get out of his way. What's it going to take for Tennessee to get to the Final Four? There's still so much season left. I mean, we're we're halfway through it. I know. I mean, like, he's going to – his toughest games are coming up. Yeah, we're going to go through a gauntlet. You're playing the Auburns. You're playing in Alabama again. You're playing Kentucky. I think your hardest gauntlet's going to be at the end of the year because at the end of the regular season, that's when you're going to be playing. Like, each game matters. Each game is almost a chance – to win the SEC regular right. season title. Now, I'm one of these guys, SEC tournament, I've seen it once. Did it really mean anything at the end of the day? No. You win the SEC regular season, and you're setting yourself up for success when it comes to Selection Sunday, whether you're going to be a number one or a number two seed. Right now, they've got us as a number two seed, according to that Joe may, Lenardi. I hate Joe Lenardi, by the way. That might change by today, right? It very well might change. Joe Lenardi's an idiot, by the way. I want to point that out. Joe Lenardi is an idiot. Well, we just got to win our games. We just have to win. Yeah. But Joe Lenardi's an idiot. Yeah. Is this the best team y'all think? Like, in ten, I, personally for me, that 2019 team is the best yeah, team I I've think, seen. I think they're better. That's still. the best overall team. Yeah. And I don't think we're going to get much I mean, pushback on that. I mean, you did have that. an SEC player of the year on your team. You had a first-team all-conference player in Admiral Schofield. And we're going to settle the debate right now because this was the, the biggest <laughs> argument I'd ever heard last year. 
that last year's team was the greatest Tennessee team ever. Not even close. They weren't even better than the 2018-2019 team with Grant and Admiral. Is this team better than last year's team? This better than last year's team? Is this team? year's team better than last year's? I'm saying for sure. For sure? Marcus? Yeah, I think this team is better. Brett? I mean, yeah, I guess. Okay, I mean, case in point, proven last year's team was not the greatest Tennessee team ever. Is it better than Grant's team? You said no, right? No. Oh, okay. No. That team was so well-rounded, you could, get, you could rely on a bunch of people to go get you a bucket on that team. Grant and Admiral, you can get a, you can get a bucket with them. Lamonte Turner, clutch late. Jordan Bone, I mean, you I, just get the ball around. I'm Jordan still, Bowne's going to get you a bucket. And I'm still worried about the bigs. Like our losses. You've got everything. We, we, we've played a team with a quality big. We've lost. You know, it, there's no, no denying that. Now the quality bigs have been as good as you can get. I mean, Tola Smith's not as good as you can get. I feel like Adu, I think some all of us would take Adu probably over Tola Smith maybe. I don't know. For what he does, better shooter, things like that. But, I mean, it's it's a crazy argument that we're having. And um, I just don't agree that the if you take – this team isn't good without Connect. I, I I disagree with that. They're not as good without no. Connect. Now, right now, the current. Now, if they don't make Sweet 16. If they don't make Sweet 16, you're going to see a lot of upset people, me included. But right now, as it stands, Bracketology Joe Lenardi has, has us in the South region, in which the Sweet 16 Elite Eight would be played in Dallas. Uh, number one overall seed, in, or the number one seed in that region, is Houston. They would be setting up to play either Seton Hall or South Carolina. Who do we match up? Who would we like? Quinnipiac. Okay, who who's the second round? Matchup? It would either Colorado or a rematch with Michigan State. And Colorado beat us last year, right? Yes. Okay. And Michigan State. Michigan State. Oof. Michigan State uh, getting a seven right now. Colorado getting a ten, and then a Sweet Sixteen matchup in Elite Eight would get us between uh, Colorado State, Princeton, Marquette, and High Point. Marquette is the only one that really worries me out of that group of four. Yeah. Princeton and High Point, don't worry me. Do you think Connect can handle all the attention? Yes. Because he's – I mean, Saturday's going to be huge. I saw the guy in public yesterday. Saturday is the game of the week, game everything to, for the season so far like at Kentucky. He handles it very well. I'll say that. I mean, there's going to – I saw that guy walking scout, in public yesterday. Every, that guy does not have a worry in the world. Every NBA scout in America is going to be there on Saturday. That guy walked into Publix this weekend on campus yesterday – not a worry in the world, cool as a cucumber. Stay with us. Hour number one of the books, hour number two of the G.I. Jake Show, coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, if I'm being honest, that was me. Just a downright irresponsible.